This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is uh, the day after Armageddon in Cleveland. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Winner's Monday. You know, Steelers are above 500. Trade deadlines right around the corner. I know we're talking Steelers right off the bat here, of course, but things are happening quick. We got some crazy injuries to report from this past weekend. Steelers are right back in the mix of the division too. I mean, so they're in the mix oh, for oh, really everything. For at everything, this point. right? I mean, right. I mean, you go to three game winning streak, things happen. Yeah, and you know, I, I think you look at yesterday's game. Um, one of us called it; the other one did not. Yeah, um, I was worried. You thought this, the Browns were gonna were gonna run the run defense all was the where I was wrong and. Um, certainly that was a concern, uh, yeah. but it was also a concern for the Steelers. And, and I think the thing that kind of got lost a little bit, first of all, anytime I've done this a long time, probably too <laughs> long, but when they have, when they have games where they give up, where they get gashed for some yardage, mm-hmm. it's always the same thing over and over again. It has been for 28 years. We got guys getting out of their gaps. We got sure, guys sure. not not keeping their gap integrity. I don't know if it's pretty fit. rare that a defensive lineman just gets pushed eight yards downfield right. in the NFL. Yeah. Like usually they, you know, they get moved a little, but they don't stay in their gaps or stay disciplined. You don't see like, you massive know. holes like you do in some college games. Right, right. You right. could drive a car through and things of that nature. Um, if you want to stop a running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You can stop a running back in the NFL. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, I mean, you can sell out. You can sell out and do it. Uh, and I thought the Steelers did a little bit of that yesterday, not a ton. Uh, as Mike Tomlin talked about after the game, when they did get hit with a couple of runs by Nick Chubb, uh, you know, the twenty-one yarder in particular, mm-hmm. yes, he had one decent one yeah, in, right. in the third quarter. Um, they were playing play-action pass there because the Browns in the first half of the game didn't run the ball much on first down. No, there was no, a lot of really passing didn't. on first down, and then later in the game was was when they started running the ball more on first down. Chubb only had, I think it was ten carries. It was ten carries for forty-one yard, or no, eleven carries for forty yards on first down is what the mm, Browns. That's, okay. Not just Chubb, but that's what the Browns. Yeah, that's okay. what the Browns had. But that included the first play of the game, which was a fourteen-yard run, yes. where he got around the end. They had they had the things sniffed out. Okay, they got penetration into the backfield. He's good. He got around the yeah. He makes a play. Got around the edge. Got, got 14 yards. So on the the their other 10 first down runs, they got 2.3 or 2.7 yards a carry. Right. I mean, he finished the day with 61 yards, yeah. and you mentioned the 21 yarder in that run. That doesn't leave much else you know, right. for the they day, let a, alone first down. They did a really good job on him, bottling him up, and not really allowing did. the Browns to to kind of get. You can run play action when you're not running the football. Mm-hmm. But it's not super effective when you're not sure. You know, it's it's not quite as effective. I, I, early in the game, like the first quarter, and that opening drive by Cleveland, um, on my live file, I'm getting a lot of these Browns receivers are wide open. They, why are why are they playing these soft zones? Because that's what you do when you're you're selling out. Right, you can't stop the run. You can't pl- you can't play press man. And have <laughs> and have eight guys risky. in the box. Yeah, yeah, it's a little risky. You get burned <laughs> for one. You're going to get one, get one up right. over the top. So you you place a softer zone. You attack the line of scrimmage to stop the run, and you tackle the catch. Mm-hmm. And then you get what ha- what happens 
drops, a penalty, long drives. Um, you know, uh, the, the quarterback overthrowing receiver. Sure. Those are Tip the things balls, that happen. All the millions of things that can happen bad. That was offense. classic Steelers defense yesterday. No, that was that, that was, was old school LeBeau. Yeah, old school yeah, LeBeau. Right, right. Play a soft zone. Let the quarterback make the mistake. Let the opposing offense make a mistake. Whether it be an overthrow, a drop pass, a penalty, mm-hmm. we're going to stop the run. You will not run the ball against us. Ike Taylor comes up and tackles the yeah, catch. Tackle and, the you know catch. what I mean? We're going to put a lot of guys in the box, and you know they didn't even blitz much, which is not exactly just a random thought. Um, I thought. Warmly maybe played his best game as a Steeler. You know, not spectacular, but we don't need spectacular. Right. You know, Cam and Watt will do the spectacular. Just the gap integrity was obviously in, I mean, your first hand had to be the theme of the week or the two weeks. Oh, without it. Yeah, I know. mean, I heard that word 25 <laughs> times. It seemed like every post-game yeah. thing I heard was, well, we our gap integrity was better. Or, you know, we were sound, you know, holding our gap. And, you know, of course. And... That was priority one, without question, was was shutting down. Let Chubb your linebackers the make their plays. Yeah, and I thought those two played really well, which they do when they're not taking on guards all day long. And they were a little better when they had to do that as well. And I thought Bush's speed showed up. Schobert made a lot of plays. You know, um, mentioned warmly, uh, but all in all. <laughs> You know, I maybe overrated the Browns' passing game and ability to to do that. You know, I figured the Steelers would would take some run away, but I also thought the D lineman not named Hayward would be kicked back more than they were. They played very, very well, and I, I give the defense credit. Um, they they clearly accomplished their number one goal, which was taking away the run, yeah. make Mayfield and injured receivers beat you. And they were highly incapable of doing that. And the Browns' red zone offense going into that game was not good. True, true. They were right. like 45% touchdown uh, rate. They didn't help themselves in this game. Um, you know, Mayfield, you know, I, 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 I'm sitting next to, to uh, Dayon Kovacovic. And I rode back with Dayon Kovacovic from, from mm-hmm. Cleveland. He's, well, that, that was a beaten up Browns team. I'm like, who's healthy yeah. right now? Right, I mean. They're not a pillar of health, but few teams are. Yeah. I mean, Steelers could have used the Lulu and to it, and you know, I mean, there's a think, lot. Of yeah, them. you think that makes any difference in that game? I don't want to hear at this point about anybody's injuries because we're midway through the season. Everybody's missing guys at this point. Oh, they are, and some big injuries I mentioned happened just yesterday. And if a guy's on the field, he's healthy. That was the other. He yeah. said, "Well, Chubb, Chubb was wasn't a hundred percent." Well, you don't know that. See, I didn't think Chubb looked bad. I don't think yeah. their receivers are close to 100%, but yeah. I don't trust them anyway. Yeah. Uh, they lost Conklin during the game. They didn't have Ward. Yeah, they're banged up, but it's November. You know I mean? It's right. Halloween. I mean, that's how the, the, everything is at this point. Uh, the quarterbacks aren't elevating those around them. You know, Nobody yeah, talked about after the, the Steelers lost to the Bengals. Well, you know, the Steelers didn't have T.J. Right, right, right. Watt and Alex Highsmith. You think they might have made a difference in that helpful? game? Right. Yeah. Did they get the Browns at a good time? Sure, I guess so, you know, but – they the Browns were healthier than I expected them to be. To be very honest yeah. with you, I didn't know all those guys would play, and a lot of them didn't look hobbled or you know beat up to me. Um, one thing about the defense that I really was impressed with, and it's always a hard thing to comment on, but the defense not only shut the run so down so well, but they were so clutch. You know, like even that first drive, I'm watching the Browns walk right down the field. I'm going, damn, I was right. This is this is going to be a long day. Hold them to three, you yeah. know, and, and when when they were on their heels to start the game, in my opinion, 
And, and you get a red zone sack, and now they're yeah, the, right. You know. I mean, the fumble they created was at a very timely time. You know, I mean, like their fourth down situation. I like that fourth yeah. down stop in the second quarter. First play of the second right. quarter. It's fourth and one. You got Nick freaking Chubb in the best offense, best run blocking offensive line. They make that in eight or nine league. out of ten times, no matter who the opponent is. Why do so many teams try to get cute with that? Mm-hmm. You've got a two hundred and thirty pound running back, right? With a masher interior offensive line. Run behind Wyatt Teller and J.C. Treader with Chubb. Yeah. That's hard to stop. You try to run to the outside and, yeah. you know, you're against a team with, with speed at inside linebacker. It didn't work. It's didn't not going to work. Didn't work. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's interesting because, boy, it seemed like almost every series the defense came up big. You yeah. know, I mean, and it, 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 you can't, those things don't always reflect in the stat line, although the stats were good. But to your point, even like the analytics folks, and the Browns are known as a highly analytic organization, they'll tell you, I mean, if you're on the goal line or you're on the one, just pound it up the middle. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean, like not all analytics folks think outside the box. You yeah. know, Sometimes the obvious choice is also the one that adds up with the numbers too. Yeah, like, and I thought that played a factor later in the game too because then the Browns later in the game faced fourth and one for, at the 50, at, at their own 49. Mm-hmm. They lined up for it. And it was all Baker Mayfield trying to draw the Steelers off sides, and they right, took the penalty right. and punted. Like, like it's fourth and one. Fourth and one. You got the number one rushing attack in the league. They were that's they what you're f- built to do. They feared the Steelers. The, the Steelers got enough tackles for a loss in that game, mm-hmm. or tackles at the line of scrimmage, that they they said no. We we don't trust this. Yeah, you know that's 100 percent what happened. I, I thought for sure. I'm like oh, they're going to go for it. I, I know they didn't get it before, but. Chances are they'll get this one. They'll, they'll learn from their mistakes. They'll pound the ball with a big, heavy running attack. And, again, that's what they're built to do. If it was fourth and eight and you're not sure, I mean, ah, maybe a punt and you live for another day. But I I was thoroughly impressed with the Steelers' defense. I thought their tackling was better. I thought they got more people to the ball. They certainly protected their linebackers and stayed in their gaps better. And, again, you know, Watt made big plays, and Cam Hayward was as spectacular as ever. And, um, it, it was a pretty impressive showing. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that that's. I, I know that offense has been struggling, uh, but you held them to ten points mm-hmm. in their place. Um, that's a desperate both, team, too, right? Both scores came on their opening possessions of the half. Of the half, yeah. Um, and you know, when they scored, when the Browns went down and scored on the opening possession of the second half after the Steelers had punted on three and out, I'm like. Oh, this, that could that could be it right there. Yeah, it didn't feel like the Steelers it. don't. You know, you know the Steelers don't have a feel, uh, a kicker mm-hmm. at that point. Um, I was saying the same thing at that point. I'm like, boy, they've been so timely and clutch with their stops. It's a hard thing to do for consistently over series. and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got the best out of them, and they don't have a big enough lead to withstand this. The kicker problems are massive. We know the Steelers aren't going to score touchdowns drive after drive after drive on offense. But I thought the offense was pretty good too. You know, I mean, yeah. things are turning, things are clearly shaping up, and it's clear how this team needs to win. They're able to dictate the flow of the game the last three weeks and stay within themselves. Um, it's a well, well-coached team. I mean, people that aren't going to give Tomlin credit for these type of things are crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that at all. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going, if you're going to say, and I heard this a lot that Kevin Stefanski outcoached Mike Tomlin last year in the playoffs because you know Stefanski told Marquise Pouncey to snap the ball over the, the right. yeah. Um, then you have to admit that Mike Tomlin outcoached Kevin Stefanski yesterday. Oh yeah, I, I mean it, certainly the X's and O's went in the Steelers' favor. This is a side note, just while Nick it's on Chubb my didn't mind. carry the ball after he carried the ball in that 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 play that 
stop on fourth fourth and one was on the first play of the second quarter. Okay. He yeah, carried right. the ball one he touched the ball one more time in the first half. Right, right. And I don't think And that was a run for no gain. That was the play that, that yeah. uh, Conklin got hurt. Okay. So he had two carries for minus one yard quarter. in the second quarter. Wow. Your best player. Best player. Wow. And some other numbers like that too, like they allowed about the same amount of passing yards in the three quarters as the first quarter. And the Browns had the ball for like over 11 minutes in the first quarter and, and still lost, lost the, the time, time of possession battle. You know, like, yeah. and they're the best time of possession team in the league. You know, they're one of the best run defenses in the league. They are the best running game in the league. You know, you know what you're playing against, and you you know what their strengths are, but you neutralize them. Yeah, the the, the opening drive was 13 plays, 63 yards. The second drive, eight, three, three, five, eight, three, eight, eight. Yeah. But those final two eights, you turn it over on a fumble and you turn it over on downs. Yeah. Okay. You know. They, right. Absolutely. You know those those turnovers on downs don't count as turnovers. Right. But they're sort of they're like they a missed really field goal. They really should. Right. They're, you know my theory about missed yeah. field goals are turnovers too because yeah. they really are. I mean, at least it's forty. You didn't yards score different. points and you gave the ball up and did not punt. Right. Right. That I mean, is a turnover. <laughs> again, it's no different. You gained than, no field position. Right. If on third down the play before. Nick Chubb fumbles, the ball bounces to the line of scrimmage, Cam Hayward falls on it. We call that a turnover. But one play later, the Steelers get the ball back at the exact same spot, and we don't call it a turnover. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but I did it last offseason. I went by and I took the, all the turnover differential, I took all the fourth down conversions and all the missed field goals and added them all up and made yeah. you know, Matt's numbers, you know, what true turnover differential is. And I think it's accurate. You if, know? You're, if your possession does not end in a kick – or points, mm-hmm. you turn the ball over. Right, right. That Including would be a, a punt, obviously. Yeah, that right. would be a simple mm-hmm. way to look at turnovers. Yeah. I mean, if you're torn, I mean, at a minimum, not getting it on fourth and one, you lost 40 yards of yeah. uh, of real estate, you yeah. know, from a punt or whatever. Let alone the momentum. Let alone just, the momentum. I mean, that's right. as big as, it, as the, you know, if, if, if the cornerback picks the ball off, and gets tackled. Everybody the original gets line of everybody gets excited about it. You know, right, if you, right, right. If, if, you, if you recover a fumble, everybody gets excited about it. You get a, actually a fourth down stop, especially on like fourth and one, might even be a bigger boost. Oh sure, because you just won. You know, man, man, mano a mano in the in the in the trenches. You just stopped mm-hmm. them. I mean, we'll talk more about the game, but it, it also smart quarterbacks on third and fifteen. If they throw a ball fifty yards downfield and it gets it gets picked. Really isn't much different yeah. than punting the next snap, you know. Well, so it's like the the Steelers on their final play yesterday. That counted as a failed fourth down attempt. Because oh, when Ben just eight clock and ran yeah. around for a minute or two, threw the ball threw high, the seventy air. feet right, in right, the right. air, and then you know, right. But he did his job. Yeah, you're right. He was smart about it. How do I eat as much clock as possible? Right, right, right. So, so there's some of that situational stuff. Yeah, but they did really well with all those things. You know, I mean, you look at the numbers. It was a pretty even game. You know, yards per play. Total yards, total running game, or total uh, rushing yards versus total passing yards, things like that. But that's how the Steelers need to play. And I think that they, their patience, and where I was really praising Tomlin wasn't necessarily out-coaching Stefanski yesterday as much as sticking with this plan. We're going to trot out the same offensive line. We're not going to make drastic changes, and we know this organization doesn't. They 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 keep the ship on on you know they keep the train on the tracks more than anybody, and realized hey we may have some growing pains, but if we stick with this thing and run the ball a lot and early downs, 
it's probably going to pay off and we're going to shorten games and we're going to be physical. Yeah. Um, Najee Harris, I thought, played another mm-hmm. great game yesterday. Without question. And his total, his final numbers don't look... They don't add up to how good he really yeah. was. I mean, because it's 26 carries for 91 yards. You're like, oh, he only averaged 3.5 yards a carry. Yeah. He had on his final five carries six yards because... Everybody in the building knew he was going to run the That's football. That's a good point, right? It's about totally situation. And he's, he's covering the ball up. Just I'm just run into the, the line, clock, yeah. get a yard. You know, let's get up and do it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, his touchdown was spectacular. I thought his he's been great from the start, of course, but I think he's understanding how to. You know, he's getting five where he got four at the beginning of the year. I mean, yeah. just little subtle. Starting movements. to put the shoulder down a little right. bit more, running through guys. I thought the the one catch that he had yesterday, the twenty yarder. Um, he delivered the blow instead of taking. Oh yeah, you know, just that guy wanted nothing to do yeah. with him. And I think he's just adjusting to the speed of the game too. You know, let okay, I can get away with this. I can't get away with that. These guys close a little quicker than I thought. Or and he adjusted very very well as a rookie running back. But he's even taken it up a step lately. And the receiving stuff is, I still scratching the surface. I think it's still more to come in that regard too. But it's not just him. You know, I mean, I thought the receivers played good games. The offensive line's clearly improving. Maybe Ben's best game of the year. You know, I mean, I thought he played very solid, mistake free. Yeah, there right, weren't. Right. I can't. We were talking about it on the drive back, and and I, uh, I was asked if were there any balls that that Ben threw that could have been intercepted. And I'm like, I don't really remember any that. I think there was one, and I can't remember. I, which I thought one that there was. was one, and I I couldn't off the top of my head think. Okay, that one should have been picked, or that was just a bad throw. I didn't I didn't see any truly bad throws. There was one, and I can't cite it as I sit here today. I mean, because there was one that I thought, ooh, you kind of got lucky on that one. But it wasn't like the Denver game where he hits the dude in the face mask, and yeah. you know what I mean. But you know, he's. I don't want to say he's checking his ego because he's wanting to win more than anybody, but he's realizing the keep running with the ball here is the strategy. I think a lot more of the RPOs have become more run than pass. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think he understands where he is in his career at this point. And yeah. Understands yeah. That he can still win. And you know, the, 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 that's their recipe for success right now. Mm-hmm. Another hundred-yard rushing game from the Steelers' offensive line. Yeah. Uh, they only allowed two sacks. Yeah, um, Roethlisberger wasn't there. wasn't necessarily hurried a whole lot in that game. No, and that was with Dan Moore basically on an island with Miles Garrett. I had some eh, criticisms of that. I mean, he's going to learn from that, and in big picture, good. But he's going to lose that battle often, yeah. as is just about every tackle in the league. I mean, Garrett's that kind of force of nature. I mean, you don't see many teams just putting their their right tackle, especially an unproven one on TJ all day and saying best of luck. Have at it, yeah. So I thought the Steelers could have done a better job. Schematically, this is one of my only you know concerns, was I would have helped more, more, <laughs> you know, in those instances. And he lost that battle more than he won it, but it didn't kill you. And right. Ben wasn't getting hit left and right. It wasn't the Bears game where Garrett has five and a half sacks or whatever and has just totally wrecked the game. Because I thought the rest of the line – and I don't even think that was a bad game by Moore. I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not even considering him not that's being what the left tackle. Any, that's what any left tackle is going, as you said, against Miles Garrett. Yeah, that's, right, right. That's an, that's an average that's how the game's gonna go. NFL left yeah. tackle game against Miles Garrett. Yeah. Yeah, he got a sack. He, his get-off on that one was ridiculous. I mean, he well, timed the snap up perfectly. There's, there's nothing. I mean, best of luck. Yeah, there's there's nothing you're going to do there. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't take the game over. He didn't, no. You know, he didn't. Have seventeen tackles and you know eight for a loss. Right, right. Unable to move the ball. Yeah. And, you know. um, 
I think you agree. This line is definitely built more to run block than pass block, and they're starting to feel their oats with that a little bit too. You yeah. know, they're coming off the ball and they're liking it. It looks like they're starting to get into rhythm. They're sticking with it, and any lineman will tell you, "I don't want to run block here and there. I want it to be the foundation of what we do." And I think this one certainly fits that mold because of how physical and better they are going forward than backwards. Um, Chooks worries me more than more, to be honest with you. I think he's okay, but I would consider putting Banner at right tackle. I, I think I understand I, why they didn't. Yeah, I, I, I get asked that probably 25 times a game or a day. <laughs> yeah. Why is a Banner in there? Well, you've just won your fourth game in a row. Right, right, right. You're not, or third game in a row. You're not going to change that. My thoughts, when I, I was shocked he was inactive. You know, when I saw that well, came Well, he was across, inactive like, hmm. because he plays right tackle. Yeah. Joe Haig plays both tackles. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I actually wrote that to somebody. I was like, well, I think they're very comfortable as Haig is a swing tackle, and yeah. he's been pretty good when he's in there. And I can't fault them for not rocking the boat on the starting five. Because so. if, if, if Banner's active and Dan Moore is getting beaten up or gets hurt in that game, now you got to take a core you four. Two guys, yeah. yeah, you got to you got to take a core four, move him over to, mm-hmm. to left tackle, and put Banner at right tackle. You don't you're making two moves. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I, I think Haig should always be active. Yeah. So I don't think you make him inactive for that reason. And a lot, I mean, it, it's, it'd be tough for Banner to get his jersey dirty. You know, really, unless I mean, somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Unless somebody gets hurt, and you know, yeah, field goal protection and things like that. I would consider putting him in at right tackle. Um, I don't feel I'm super not, strong I'm not about it. messing with the chemistry that they got. Right yeah, because it is developing. Build. Yeah, um, I also was really impressed, and I have been more and more each game with Trey Turner. Now, early in the season, like everybody else, I kind of looked at him as. Hmm, maybe well, you wonder how much of that was him. the guys around him too. Yeah, I was like, thinking that too. Playing with a rookie center, he's, you mm-hmm. know, he's on a new team. Um, yeah, I think he's been. You know, I saw the, the stats yet uh, from last week. Uh, there was that, that chart when we had Labriola on. Mm. Um, and, you know, he graded out as the middle of the pack in terms of of guards of guard play. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you mean, know. I mean, you signed him, and you know, you'll take that. Their their line doesn't have to be awesome. It needs right. to be physical, and it needs to not make mistakes. They're doing that consistently every week now. And this they was were the best opponent. In yeah, they weeks. were at the bottom of the list. Uh, on football outsiders, 31st, 32nd, mm-hmm. wherever it was at, um, after those first three or four games. Yeah. Where, right, do they right, fin- right. where do they finish the season at? 23? Yeah. That's big progress when you start in the hole. Absolutely. That means you're yeah. playing like 15 right. to get to 23 the rest of the way, 32. Yeah. You know, and I think that's not I crazy. I also say this. The group that they started yesterday yeah. – cost $7.8 million against this year's salary cap. <laughs> yeah. The Browns offensive line, one of their guys, is which wasn't out. any better, no, was $45 million. That 100% adds up. And oh, by the way, with the exception of Turner, those guys are really young. Yeah. I mean, they're only getting better. Tur- Turner's 28. Yeah, so it's not, it's like, not he's like he's an old, old man. man. Right, 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 I right. mean, they could... He's in his prime. If they wanted to keep him and roll with him next year, that's, you know... It seems to make perfect sense. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, and there's... No, I, I like what the line is doing. That was not an easy test yesterday. It's a no. really good run defense. Yeah. There's a superstar player that they didn't help a ton. Um, I really think Fryermuth and Gentry are kicking in quite well as blocking tight ends as well as receivers. Um, I don't want to say Eric Ebron's obsolete, but if he w- turns into somebody offers you something in the next 24 hours, I would be all ears on that because Gentry deserves to be on the field. And Fryermuth, this rookie class is awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, again, it, it goes back to Tomlin and knowing what it's he's not, doing and you know, living it, through the growing what, pains. What year was it the Giants drafted, like, six rookies and they all ended up starting and they went to the went to the uh, Super Bowl? Was that 12 mm. or was it 08? Uh, Might have been the 08 class okay. for them. And it was, you know, they touted as this, this maybe the greatest uh, draft class of all time. Well, first of all, it can't be that. Right, right. They're all good. We know where fame. that. Right, yeah, right, we know right. where that one lies. Right. Um, but this is a pretty good. I mean, they're getting contributions up and down the roster from these guys, including Norwood and a punter who I'm sure we'll talk about at some point this week. I mean, that was an odd situation, of course. I'm not going to blame him too much for that. Um, but uh, I, I think. Uh, Louder milk it keeps getting better each week too, and I think he was around 15 snaps this week. Maybe he should be 20. You know, I mean, again, these are not massive leaps. They didn't need much from Norwood. They didn't play a lot of dime, and you know, so he didn't factor in a lot in this game. But he's been quite good. We talked about the two linemen. Touched on Fryermuth. <laughs> he's got a chance to be a pretty good player. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we know Najee's already a pretty good player. I, I think Fryermuth has a chance to be a top 10 tight end this time next year. He might be a top ten tight end by the end of the year. By the end of the year, right? You know the way t- the way the tight end position. He's going to catch a lot of touchdowns in his life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't think uh, what he did yesterday. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is going to suddenly ignore him. No, when they get down, he, he was not open on that play. No, right. I mean that's a trust ball yeah. that he ends up coming down with like a receiver, like a a Larry or an Odell or, you know, someone yeah. that can really contort their Martavis Bryant. You know? I mean, I, I asked Roethlisberger about that one after the game. Um, I said, you know, this, was, was that essentially a trust situation because he was pretty well blanketed. And uh, Roethlisberger said, look, the, you know, we're, you know, we believe if the defensive back has his back uh-huh. to the quarterback, I'm going to trust my guy to go make a play. Yeah, right. But that's a pretty big. That's a lot of trust. Yeah. Especially on a fourth, that was a fourth down play. I, yeah, I guess it was. You know, Claypool. I, I keep getting questions. Why doesn't Claypool make more contested catches? He needs to be more physical. Well, he did in this game too, and I thought he played a very physical game. One thing I want to throw out, and I'm not whining or complaining. And I'd say the same thing if they won or lost. Boy, did the refs bother me in this game, and I thought they really let the Browns cover guys. We'll say play, you know, but yeah. I mean, a lot of the, I think Deontay would have had five more catches. That doesn't bother. I, I saw a bunch of complaints about that. That oh, doesn't, really? as long as they're calling it that way both ways. See, but I thought the game, well, I, I think the coverage stuff they called pretty consistently both yeah. ways. The holding penalties are what uh, just And the troops lined up on the line of scrimmage nonsense. I mean, it, it seemed very one sided. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. There were just, uh, th- think about how many times in the NFL you can watch an entire season. Yeah. And not see a defensive holding penalty called on a lineman. And that was... We saw two of them, and the guy who called it was the back judge who's 60 yards away from the play. <laughs> right, right, right. He, come, he throws the flag from... From, from left field, from the right, end zone right, right. And comes ru- running in, and he has to actually... He couldn't throw the flag far enough to get it to, to the line of scrimmage. He, he had a cutoff, to, man. He had to throw it twice <laughs> to get it there. That's how far away he okay. is. And he calls defensive holding penalties twice. I can't believe that's One on each call. team. Yeah, right, right, right. And I'm like... What? You see two a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He exactly. saw two in the same game. Like, you're and it's usually a nose tackle dragging down two or three guys to the... You know, the and that was the worst. Like, the, was, the was, one that was called on the Steelers, I'm, wa- I'm re-watching it on the, on the screen, and I'm like... I see offensive linemen with their hands wrapped around the waists of. I, I could see a hold there. I could yeah, see not a, a defensive, defensive hold. hold. No, absolutely. Uh, Again, I, I'm not complaining about the the refing, but I thought this, it was very one sided. Did you see the explanation 
for the non-call on Boswell. I retweeted something that one of the refs said it was, retired. It, there was a pool report in in. That's Hockey, a horrible call. Hockey non-call. said they didn't. There, there was no head. There's no helmet. Well, there's pictures showing there were helmet to helmet contact. Right, right. The right. helmet is under the chin. There will be a fine coming out of that. I have no doubt in my mind that that that's a head. To, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a kicker. He's a passer. He's a passer in that situation. If and, that's and, Mahomes or Brady, yeah. does and they, it, they get the that's, call. That's exactly what I said. If that's a quarterback making that play, I don't right. care who it is. They're getting the call. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he, when the when the the guy gets up from the ground and his chin is bleeding and his nose is bleeding. There might have been some contact it was with the helmet. Right. Yeah. I mean, that call obviously went terribly wrong and had massive ramifications, including Boswell's health. But in the end, that really should have been a roughing the passer call. and Automatic first down and yeah, yeah exactly. half, half the distance to the goal. Tomlin and, and, and those guys knew that was right, coming. You know, right. Or, Boy, if this doesn't go right, we'll get a rough in the pass. <laughs> but I mean, still, it should have happened. It should have been that. That should have been the call. Yeah. And again, I feel like um, you know, the Steelers won. Who cares? And, and it sound worse if they lost. But I thought the officiating was too one-sided for me, and that bothered I, me. I don't know about one-sided to me, but I thought it was over-officious, and that yeah. doesn't surprise me with that crew. I talked about it last week. Mm. They've called a hundred penalties. In seven games, yeah, fourteen a game. They stayed. They they went above that number in this game, even though there were a bunch that were declined. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, right. I mean, the Browns that's, came. That's into being it. way too involved in they the were outcome way of too the game. Involved. That's a good point. And the one <laughs> we just talked about, they weren't involved. That was, was, was massive. Was, was massive. obvious. Yeah, it yeah. was obvious. Yeah, uh, and it, this doesn't mean that they deserved more penalties. But the Browns came into that with the most penalty yardage in the league, and yeah. they ended up with like twenty-five yards worth of penalties in the game. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like the Chooks lining up stuff. Did you not warn him once? I mean, doesn't happen on every snap across the league. You yeah. know, like come on. he's looking at the guy next to him. His helmet is is at the waist of the guy next to him. Right. I mean, he's off the line of scrimmage. That's he's breaking almost, the rules, that's but it happens every, mo- all the time. It happens every play. Right, right. Every Everyone's play. been doing this for years and years. Yeah. Usually they warn you, like, hey, you're really getting – you're pushing it. Yeah. Maybe they did. I don't th- – I mean, that was like the sixth snap of the game or something. Right, and they were, they were hurrying up to go with pace there too, so. Right, and it really killed the, yeah. killed the, the, the vibe. Yeah. But and, all in all, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about the game, but it was – Success, and they're in a good spot. I yeah. mean, they, they did a lot of good things, and they're, they're building and they're growing. Well, let's talk about that in the overall picture in the AFC uh, overall. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this.